following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is The Producers, broadcasting live from the Star in Frisco and featuring all the fellows who produce your favorite Dallas Cowboys podcasts. And now your hosts, Kent Garrison, Taco. William Boykin, hey, what you know about the hot boys? Douglas Barraclo, he smashed on the toilet. and Shannon Gross. Hurry up, Shannon! <laughs> nice. Well, this is something new, and I'm not real sure if anyone can hear me because I can't hear myself. So hopefully, yeah, we hear you, Shannon. I can do. I I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's this head cold that I'm fighting through since I'm double fisting uh, iced teas and probably going to (laughs) make really good use of the. uh, What is? I honestly can't hear myself. You, I don't know what's happening. You are fine. Just okay. Yeah, I'm just yeah. power through it. Yeah. yeah. Did you hear the open? I heard Beam screaming in my ear. Hello. Oh yeah. There we go. There. I don't know what button. You must have been on. There we All go. Right. There we go. Cool. All right. So I'm double fisting teas, and I'm going to make good use of the uh, cough button and probably the uh, Lysol can after we get off the air. But <laughs> this is something new. We're going to try it. See what happens. We are. Live, I guess, here at the Star in Frisco with all the people that you usually hear behind the scenes, behind that wall. So we thought it'd be really cool to bring them on this side of the wall and talk a little bit about you guys and what you do and then talk a little bit about some uh, football stuff. Some big football news just came down. Kellen Moore, the new OC of the Dallas Cowboys. Rumors been out there for a while. We'll get into that in a little bit, but it's now official. And then uh, we'll go around the room and make intros here in a second. But keeping us on the air today is Chris Beam behind the wall producing. How's it going, Chris? Give us a uh, talk, talk good, good, applause good, drop. Good, good, good. We'll give us an applause. All right, all right, Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's go around the room. First, William Boykins to my left. What's up, William? Tell everybody what you do. What's up, guys? Um, well, I'm the digital media producer and the webmaster for all the cowboy properties so pretty much like the team site cheerleader site the stadium star frisco and a whole bunch of other things right now but that's pretty much the bulk of my job is putting the content on kind of you know making sure the stories are there videos there photo galleries you know game day we do the whole game day central pages you know how long you been with the cowboys this is my just finished my second season and excited for the third so very cool and to his left douglas barraclo Hello. Hello, Douglas. How are you? Pretty good. How about you? I'm great, man. How long have you been with the company, and what exactly do you do? I've been with the company 12 years. I've mm-hmm. uh, been with the radio network 27 years, um, and I'm in charge of uh, creative and commercial sound production. So I produce the opens, the bumpers you hear on these podcasts. I produce uh, radio spots for the the play-by-play uh broadcast on the radio network with brad and babe i sound design stuff for the website for the tv department for the stadium um did a little do some sound design mastering for kent now and then when he produces his badass videos Mm -hmm. so stuff like that very cool and to your left and to my right is kent garrison how are you kent I'm wonderful, Shannon. How are you? Oh, there goes his radio voice. <laughs> All right. I like it. Eat that microphone. I just had uh, some chips before coming on air. That's <laughs> a great thing to do when you're about to speak into a microphone, I'm sure. How long have you been with the organization and kind of what's your, what's your day-to-day? Yeah, yeah I've been um, just finished my sixth season. Uh, David Hellman and I came in, I think, on the same day. Wow, uh, six years? Around that was a good day. It was the 2013 wow. draft. It was the Travis Fre- Frederick draft where everybody was kind of – confused and bewildered it was a very fun first day but i've, I've done um almost every podcast since then uh producing running the board uh doing all the graphics getting these things recorded put on the website and stuff um and uh aside from that doing a lot of web mastering getting uh articles posted back in the day photo galleries kind of the stuff william has taken over in the past few years uh, started doing that and um a lot of video work on the side too. Um, things that you might see at the games um, on the big board, things that you might see on social media, things that you might see on a show or on cover four or something like that. So um, kind of got my hands dipped in a lot of different areas, but uh, 
Yeah, I would say producer is probably my my main title. It, it kind of covers everything, right? Oh, okay. And being behind the wall there, how long have you been with the company, and, and what's kind of your day-to-day? 45 years. Oh, wow. <laughs> just about. It feels like Close. Yeah. I'm in the – my – I just finished my 20th season. Wow. 1999 was my first season. So You're only 27. Geez, you started years. working here when you were seven years old? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. I, of I years. look twenty seven. That's what it is. I'm like I'm like Shannon. Show yourself age. on the camera there. You've got a you've got a camera. I do. In there. She's like, which button is it? Yeah. Uh, they showed it to me, but I'm not really. Um, let's see. No, I can't figure it out. Don't worry. Call nine. Oh, you can just see his beautiful face. What's your day to day? Day to day. Okay, I I uh, I produce uh, Cowboy Special Edition, which uh, has been uh, Jerry Jones' show for uh, many years. It has transitioned over to uh, Stephen Jones, the chief operating officer of the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. So uh, Nick Emmy Gould, award-winning show. It, it has won an Emmy, yes. We uh, won that uh, three years ago when we kind of transitioned. It was myself and uh, Steve Dennis, who is now on ESPN Radio locally here in Dallas. So that was a good moment for us. Have you ever been to Jerry's house? Uh, I was at Jerry's house... Last week, actually. Humble brag. Whoa. Humble brag. <laughs> and Mark, Shannon, Mark you know brag. that. Oh. Oh, that house last week. Yes, we had to do a, a shoot. Actually, here's a, here's a funny story. My first day on the job was at Jerry's house. 40 years ago? Wow. 20. His current house? Same at house? 1999. It was me and John Chang, the late John Chang. He was a director of broadcasting at the time. And I had to go shoot. He said, uh, bring a suit. And I'll bring the camera and uh, meet me at the uh, Valley Ranch, and we're going to head over and shoot this party. I didn't realize the first day on the job I'd be in, walking into Jerry's house, and the first person I met walking in the door was Jerry Jones. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's real. <laughs> it's real as it gets. Well, you obviously didn't screw anything up because you're Did still not. here. So, Did uh, not. All right, now that we've gotten to know everybody, let's just throw some topics out there and just <laughs> you guys tell me what you think. And, and we don't, There's no order or anything. Just tell me, what, what do you guys think about this season? Good, bad, ugly, indifferent? How do you – I personally, going from three to three and five to where they, they ended up, I think you could not have asked for more. I mean, obviously you could. We could be playing this weekend and we would all be in Atlanta. But the disaster that it looked like it was about to be and you were about to fire your entire coaching staff and you might be looking for a new quarterback and, mm-hmm. you know, making mass changes. Hell, it might have even trickled down to us. Who knows? Hope not. No. <laughs> but I mean, I think yeah. it was a, I think it was a, a good success, and I think it spoke to what Garrett is like him or not as a head coach. Same message, same consistency. Yes. I think that's why Jerry's kept him around is because he likes the same consistent message. And even when times looked really bad, he was the same guy at work. He he spoke to us the same way when he'd pass our offices. I'm sure the players appreciate that. I I think overall it was it was a a pretty big success. I, what do you guys think? Yeah, um, I totally agree with what you're saying. Um, the most, the, the thing I take away the most from the year is the consistency of the message. And that's what you spoke on, but it, it, it's evident. I mean, I'm in the locker room after the games. I'm in the locker room through the week. The players preach his message. We hear the message. He walks by, same guy when they were losing as they were on the nine-game winning streak. And I think a lot can be said for that. I think the biggest shocker for me was the fact that the coaching staff and organization showed that they could kind of go away from their plan. They were really consistent and adamant about the receiver by committee and we're going to try to this and we're going to like ride it out. And when things kind of weren't working all the way, they really said, you know what, let's just put this eggs in a basket. Let's go make this trade, get Cooper. You saw dynamic change. And I thought that spoke volumes. You know, everyone's talking about, you know, you can't necessarily change within, but they changed their philosophy within and we saw the changes of it. Offense I got back rolling a little bit and. And that's one of the biggest things for me. Yeah, it's a big credit to the owner. For and, sure. You know, and, and the ownership staff with Steven and Will. And it's a great point because yeah. I didn't think that they would do that until after the season. For they sure. would ride out the decisions they made, but they, they, they adjusted on the fly. I agree. So, yeah, yeah. No, um, there, as we know, there have been years in the, in, in the recent past where if Travis Frederick had gone down in the preseason, uh, you would never have absorbed that if uh, Sean Lee, Sean Lee, forget yeah. how to play defense. Yeah, yeah, Sean Lee and Travis Frederick. You you couldn't have gotten through that. Um, and I remember in the early part of the season when things weren't going well, 
And Jason Garrett would be in front of the media after a loss, and he would say he would break down the reasons why he thought things didn't come together. And he mm-hmm. talked about the execution. He, he said there were things that could be fixed, this, that, the other. And at the time, I lis- listening to it, I was like, that, that didn't give me hope. Mm-hmm. It, didn't sound, it sounded like something you just say to get through a press conference after a loss. Yeah. But uh, – like you were saying, I I don't think it was ridiculous to say those things. He was doing; they were working to correct things that mattered, and I and I think there was it was more than just getting Amari Cooper and changing the offensive line coach. Mm-hmm. I think they fixed many things yeah. that made the run at the end of the season possible, mm-hmm. and I think the team, based on how they started and what they had. What they were going up against, I think they overachieved uh, to play the. If you remember, after the on hanging with the boys, after the Chiefs and the Rams played, Nate Newton was depressed. He yeah. was just like, "There's no way the Cowboys could even hang with either, either of those teams." Mm-hmm. And to play the Rams the way they did mm-hmm. at L.A., uh, even though it was a somewhat friendly environment, there were Cowboys fans. <laughs> that was a home. Uh, that was way closer than you'd have thought that game could have been. Oh yeah, back after early the in Kansas the Kansas City Rams yeah. game. So, yeah. yeah, man, it's just with this team, Shannon. You've been here for a long time, Beam Douglas. You can attest to this. There's just, it's never short of storylines, uh, never drama <laughs> in a season. It's a soap I mean, opera. It's amazing. And uh, even this week, when I think Jerry one day perfect ago, example of today. <laughs> yes, we were supposed to go on the air at one o'clock. Yes. And they say, guys, uh, they just hired Kellen Moore as their offensive coordinator. We're going to do an impromptu podcast. The, out of no, you the know. day after Jerry <laughs> said guys back. on the fan, yeah. I don't want to talk about coaching changes during Super Bowl week. And then the next day he, you know what, Let's. it's Thursday of Super Bowl week. Let's just yeah. do it. You're right. Always. Uh, just perfect example of kind of what we do here mm-hmm. and how – uh, the hours can be crazy. How you know we're up here early in the morning, late at night on game days, on non-game days. You know it's end of January right now when we're uh, up here doing tons of different pieces of content. But just from the season, man. Uh, you know there was a point. I think it was after the Titans game. We were doing our post-game show here with Broadus and Nate. And uh, you know, I mean, go back and watch that one. Douglas mentioned. Uh, post-game show, but uh, go back and watch Nate Newton on that post-game show and Baradas. There was a there was a point where they could have waved the white flag in this season and said, you know what, we're not any good. Let's just ride this thing out, um, not make any changes, get a great draft pick next year, reset, and blow the whole thing up and keep our core pieces in place, you know, have cap space, whatever. But I think it was uh, very admirable for them to go out and actually commit to winning this year, trying to make the playoffs, winning the division. They saw basically what was happening with the other teams in the division. They thought there was a chance there to get a couple other pieces, and they were right. You know, They could have been wrong. They could have made those changes and been wrong, and then there's a whole other situation. But they made the right moves at the right time, shows commitment by everybody. And Garrett, um, you know, what got him the job in the first place was him being able to pull them out of that hole in 2010, I believe, right, when Wade Phillips, mm, when he was that the whole thing messed up. He mm-hmm. pulled them out of a hole and got them winning again, and he's done that over the years. They'll lose, and then he'll get them winning again on a streak, you know. Um, so I think a uh, big win for this season, for them to win a playoff game, make the playoffs, everything. Uh, I did not see this coming after that Titans game. I thought the season was over at that point, Yeah, I'm being honest. Don't disagree. So that being said, everyone pretty much thinks this was a positive season, at least the outcome. Yeah. What is your – Douglas, we'll start with you. What is your expectation now that – they pulled themselves out of the hole. They got on a roll. They got Amari Cooper that's really been producing. Dak looked like a different quarterback the last two or three games of the season heading into the playoffs. He looked like the Dak of 13-3. and three. Mm-hmm. What, are your, what is success next year? What do they need to do to be deemed a successful year next year? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, I think a lot depends on the health of Travis Frederick because they – you know how we've been on this roller coaster in the NF, in the NFC East for what like ten seasons, where sure. whoever wins it does not win it the next year. Sometimes doesn't even make the playoffs the next season. And once you know, with 2016, once Dak and Zeke and the offensive line were together, I kind of assumed that this was a playoff caliber team, no matter what. Even if they weren't a Super Bowl contender, 
just with Zeke and the offensive line and Dak with the way he protects the ball, you could always get to the playoffs with that. And with Frederick being an unknowable at this moment, mm-hmm. I mean, I know we've heard lots of good news about where he could be uh, in time for next season. Uh that's the biggest thing. I think they're going to be a playoff team if he's healthy and the offensive line is okay. But I do think they still need to upgrade the talent if they're going to be at the you know be able to beat where the Kansas City Chiefs go next year and where the Rams develop next year. You know, it, do you think if they make improve. it make it to the same round in the playoffs and then lose, it's still a successful year next year? Do they need to get to the NFC Championship? I always think it depends on how that narrative plays out. Yeah. You know, I mean. Uh, if you run smack into a a great team and it's obvious to you, the fan base, that that's just a great team. Uh, I mean, think about when the Green Bay Packers ran into us in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. Do you think you weren't going to fire coaches because you lost to the Cowboys of the 90s? So if if that's what the Cowboys run into next season, I don't, you know, I'll, you know, that's just the way it is. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, <clears throat> you know. Since since I've been here, the only, in the last twelve years, the only time I thought the Cowboys had one of the top two teams in the, in the entire league was the thirteen and three year with Romo and To, mm-hmm. and you know I think it was two thousand seven. Yeah, two thousand seven. Yeah. That was the one year that I was most disappointed. Yeah, we've had really good years, but I never thought. You were a powerhouse. For sure, you were the we team were to one be. of the elites. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with how do you get back to that point next year. You know, if you have another slow start and you have another, you know, patchy part in the season and you still get there, is it a success? Probably not. You probably push and, you know, just show that you are what you are. But if they run through the league again next year and you kind of put together, you know, stack up some nice runs and stuff like that, you win the playoff game, you get to the next round. I mean, I think that would be considered a success I mean I would obviously like to see him go a little further I think the potential's there if you do a couple things right you know I think the defense is still nice and young and has a a lot of good parts I think a lot can be fixed and changed to upgrade some certain spots and you know the offense obviously still has a lot of room to grow we'll get the offensive line hopefully put back together a little better and you know Gallup will develop hopefully we can figure out tight end position a little bit get some depth there some uh, some competition there but yeah I think that's like the key to it I almost enjoyed this year more than I did 13-3 and three two years ago. That was fun because of Zeke and Dak were setting all those rookie records. 13-3 and three with Romo in 2007 was fun just because you were mowing through people. Oh. But I almost enjoyed this year more because of the storylines that developed, the young guys that developed, the – you know, they started. No one gave them a chance after they were three and five. It was like, oh my God, they're terrible. It was found and money they came back. Yeah, backs yeah. against the was, wall. Yeah, it was almost better for me to watch this year than it was in years past. What yeah. What do you think success is next year? You know, I I think you got to at least get to where you got this year. And again, it does. Douglas was right. It depends on the circumstances. If you lose Dak, you lose Zeke. Something big happens. Um, you don't sign one of those guys. Someone to be holds out. Uh, you know, there's so many things that can happen, especially this offseason. Speaking of Dak and Garrett, extending those guys, those guys are both on one-year deals next year, and Dak flames out and, and Garrett flames out. Uh, I mean, you're talking an entirely different scenario, but still you got core guys in place, the Zeeks, the, you know, hopefully DeMarcus Lawrence is still here at that mm-hmm. point. But I think you do. I think you got to get ba- back to at least where you got this year, and you got to show improvement. Overall, I think at the end of the day, they got to sit down and say, are we better this year than we were last year? And if not, then you got to make changes. And um, depending on what those changes are, uh, I think they've made the right changes every year. They have made changes every year. They've seen Mm -hmm. where they needed to improve. They've made changes. Last year, I think, was one of their best years since I've been here in in terms of finding holes and making changes. Uh, Chris Richard and Sanjay Law coming in were really good changes not the biggest changes and ben bloom believe it or not was a nice change and those linebackers were way better than anyone mm-hmm. ever expected i think ben two pro bowlers enthusiasm. maybe sean lee would have been a pro bowler had he been healthy the whole year but very unexpected how those guys played and so you just never know but yeah and even changes with mark colombo getting right. rid of the o-line coach and promoting yeah. him I yeah agree. i mean they had the guts to do that and you know we talked about some of the moves in amari and thing but colombo who who thought um, who would have thought he would have be what he is and, uh, you know, could be a really good head coach someday. We'll see. I really like Mark's intensity too, man. Yeah, he's That's got the right – he's got all practice. the qualities you want in that position, man. People respect him. He's got experience. Um, he's got deep ties in the organization. So 
I think there's a lot of question marks for next year, but this year was a total roller coaster. I think it feels a little bit like the next year's champions thing from the mm-hmm. 70s. Was it the 70s? Well, 60s, uh, into 60s, the 70s, 60s into the 70s. 60s into the 70s of the seeds are there. We know they're going to get there eventually. I really feel like this team, they gained their identity this year. Yeah. And that was the main thing with the Hot Boys and all the mm-hmm. things we were able to do with this team. Um, you know, all the little phrases that they had throughout the year. Um, it, it, next year, I, I think that's going to pay dividends. They're going to really build on the Hot Boys and build on the the chemistry with with Amari. Um, I think good good days are ahead. It's a bright future. You know, normally we lose in the playoffs and it's everybody's pissed off. And yeah, you got to change blown. everything. But I don't think any Cowboys fans feel like that. No, I think everyone's kind of yeah. stoked. Like, oh, we got all these great young players, and we're only going to get better with the draft. Yeah. And and usually we're getting roasted. We're on bummed social about media. The, we're, they're still kind of bummed about the coaching. You know, kind of staying on that track. But you know, uh, and I run all the Facebook lives, Periscopes. So I see all the comments coming in, basically. And they're mm-hmm. coming in rapidly during press conferences, during post-game shows and things. And it's so funny to see how the comments change uh, during games, during after wins, after loss. You know, it's get rid of this guy. And then they get rid of that guy. And then they change. Oh, get rid of this guy now. You know, they always just change. They, wanna, they always want to get rid of somebody. Yeah. It just changes who they want to get rid of. So I wonder who it's going to be now. Now that they got rid of yeah. Linehan and Kellen Moore. Oh, it's out. going to be Kellen Moore. <laughs> Oh, unless they go out, more. unless they go out scoring forty points a sure. game, it's gonna be like ah. They're not gonna have anybody to blame anymore because they're gonna have changed, made the right changes. You know, they couldn't I, even score points with him in the Pro Bowl. Come yeah. on, <laughs> yeah. come on. But it's been a it's been a roller coaster year, but nothing short of I would say I was definitely impressed and let's say shocked that two weeks into January I was still doing videos. Yeah, it's, yes. it's definitely something you don't get every say, day. One of the things you mentioned about the new core of this team. Yeah is that the young players seem to be very uh, sturdy. Uh, they don't have health issues. I mean, Romo got injured a lot. Mm-hmm. Dez got injured a lot. DeMarco Murray, when he was our uh, bell cow, he got injured a lot. The key guys on this team, uh, you know, Dak seems indestructible. Zeke, yeah, and I'm knocking, yeah, knock on every piece of wood. <laughs> Make sure you knock on the outside but, part, not the inside. That's uh, metal. That's you know, Sean Lee has been injury prone. Mm-hmm. So many guys you've depended on the last five or six years haven't been there at key moments. And that's one thing that you got to be optimistic about is this core young group seems... Durable. Yeah, durable, well-built, built to... To keep going for a while. Yeah. Are we so. beam? Are we set up to take breaks or or no? We, we can, of course. Are we required to. That's I, I mean, Douglas. I, mean, this is, <laughs> Douglas I, don't, I don't know if they sold the show yet. This is yeah. a one-off show. Let's do one, <laughs> so, one you break. want to take a break? Let's yeah. do one break, not okay. two. Yeah, let's, yeah. We're midway through anyway, right? I was yeah. just going to use this as, hey, before we go to break, which we might not take a break, so okay. we may or may not. What is? Because I want to mix this up. I want to get football stuff in here, but I also want to get to know you guys. Mm-hmm. I actually know you guys, but <laughs> let the listeners get to know you guys. What's, what's, your, what's your favorite part of your job? And anybody can jump in there. Mm. Wow. And I'm also going to ask you what your favorite project is that you've worked on, so put some thought into that. Okay. Kent, what's, it, what's favorite, the favorite, favorite thing that you do? Favorite my job. Yeah. What do you get the most enjoyment out of? Oh, man. This year, it's really been doing the live events, doing the live uh, post-game shows, pre-game shows, going live and seeing the reaction, like I mentioned earlier, of the fans and interaction has been awesome. Uh, something that we've innovated in as a, you know, as a department and as a team over the past few years, integrating that with the Connected TV and all the ways that the fans have interacted. So that's... That's been really cool. I still enjoy doing narrative stuff, storytelling type videos, um, you know, player stories or documentary type work. Uh, so that's that's probably when I feel the best is when I when I finish something like that that I've been working on for a few weeks or or a few months or something like that. But yeah, every day it, it's kind of a different story here. Yeah. I, it, it's never every phase of the year. Every phase of every day is just kind of a. You know, I I compare, I came from the music business, so I compare it to that in a certain way where it's just such a ride, you know, you're just on this ride of 
whatever the whatever album you're promoting or whatever tour you're on, you're just riding this thing, and you can get off the train whatever point you're in. But the, the train's going to keep on going whether you're here or not. And the yeah. NFL's just such a machine, and it's such a grind for everybody involved. You know, players, staff, uh, you know, the people that work at the Star, the people that are working reception. You know, everybody. Uh, feels it here you know when you win and lose you feel it oh you feel it in the building like the literal air in the building is like different it's hard to explain it but working here it's a different kind of vibe but yeah man um i really have enjoyed being able to do the live stuff after the games and 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 you know seeing when we won against the saints this year it was lit. It was <laughs> yeah. just bonkers. Yeah, I was going to like that. the num, everyone was just jumping out of their chairs. Uh, you know, even in the studio as we're producing it, we were jumping out of our chairs. But Cowboys Nation was lit. It was good. Yeah. What about you, William? Yeah. Um. It's it's it's, it's a lot of like say good things. We got tons of perks of benefits. You know, working here, all the things that were afforded, you mm. know, opportunities and things like that. But nothing beats game day for me. Um. I like everything about the game day experience. I love like when we go on the plane, I like seeing everyone dressed up in their suits and stuff. And, you know, we all get on there and everyone's nice and neat. And I, I really appreciate that. But like game day, when I get to go down there, I typically go on the field at the end of the games uh, to shoot two segments. We do the first word and stuff like that. And just like the atmosphere when you're on the field and like, you know, the fans are rowdy. He talked about the Saint game. The Saint game was one of my favorite oh, yeah, moments you were this there. year on that field and like this, the buzz and the excitement and stuff like that. I mean, it's unreal. And then I'm fortunate enough to get to go to the locker room afterward. You know, we do interviews with, you know, Jerry and the players and stuff like that. And like the vibe in there and the energy coming from there after wins, you know, it's great. You know, obviously it's terrible when they lose, but the, the vibe after a win, it's, it's second to none. I mean, it's just so exciting. And, you know, to ride that ride this wait this year for, you know, nine games it was, Mm -hmm. I mean, that was awesome. You know, my first year we didn't do a lot of winning. So it, I didn't have a lot of those moments, you know. We had all the drama with, you know, the court stuff and, you know, injuries in and out and Dez and Orlando and stuff like that. But this year to get to ride the wave and just get to be fun, like, it was it was, it was was awesome. It's hard, it's hard to beat that. But you, Doug? Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I have two things that, that are both. You only get one. I only get one? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Well, um, You're on this side of the wall, you get it. two. Okay, okay. So, so there are two things that you get a, you get a buzz from. Uh, you get a creative buzz when More you... More than two. <laughs> I'll, I'll take your word for it. Uh, the... When you, a lot more than two. I just got back from Mexico. I oh, that. there you go. Yeah. yeah. When you know, when I do a creative audio production and you spend, you know, several hours on it, and you finally get it the way you think it ought to sound, and you sit back in your chair, you turn up the speakers, and you just let it hit you. Um, you know, I buzz. I'm just buzzing from the creative experience all the way home, you know? So that's one thing. And that happens, you know, that's something that's part of the gig. You you do a lot of productions and they have varying levels of satisfaction and importance, but that sort of buzz keeps you going. And then the other thing, the real buzz is when Jameson sends him a case of Irish whiskey for cutting those spots. When our guy, Paul, he brings us authentic Scottish. I'm not getting a piece of that, man. Yeah. Yeah. But but the other thing is, is like the live show, like hanging with the boys at the end of one of those shows, when you, Nate and Kurt have just had infectious laughter, you're, you're, you know, the, and you know how this gets the, the callers are engaged, uh, just, thing at the end of one of those shows there's a buzz too and and that you know my before i got here i produced a lot of sports talk and so when you get to the end of a show that you just know went really well you walk out of it and you buzz for a while yeah you know and uh so yeah those are the two and those can happen any day of the week sometimes both of those happen in the same day and yeah that's that's one of the great things speaking of if anyone wants to call us 888-855-2297. I can't believe I remembered that after Mexico. 888-855. Wow, I want to just go further details into that. Two, that two, nine, seven. on hanging with the boys. I was out of commission all day yesterday and pretty much I'm still lightheaded. Like, I don't know what's going oh on. I got gosh, some kind man. of you okay? Mex- <laughs> Mexican flu or something. I don't know. Well, you does not stay in Mexico, apparently. Uh, yeah. Well, Shannon, what? You flew in 11 p.m. Sunday night. Yes. And you were here at your normal time Monday yes. morning. And uh, I remember just being at lunch with you. And you were you looked – you were in a daze. I just thought it was dehydration and lack of sleep. And then yesterday – 
yesterday it like came down on me and was like, this is not just dehydration and lack you of sleep. You had those I was, glazed Homer oh, Simpson I was, eyes. I was in bad <laughs> shape. If I would not have felt better this morning, I would not be here. I really just came in here for this for you guys. Oh, I really did. Do I really did. Well, so nice. so, it, for us to well, pull this off, we definitely yeah, needed Shane. For sure, no doubt. You know, you could, you, as many of these as you do, you guys could have done this totally better. This is better. Yeah. yeah. Much better. All right. What's Who's your favorite player this season and why? Mm. On the field or off? The, I think maybe you could do both. I think you could pick you both know what? for Mine's different the reasons. same answer. Mine Mine's okay. the Marcus Lawrence. Yeah. All right. Off the field, on the field. Uh, the dude's a beast on the field. Mm-hmm. Don't have to say that. Um they're needing to keep him around for those reasons, but for our reasons, I hope they keep him around. Uh, super fun, super energetic. Uh, really played into the Hot Boys branding thing that we really play it off on social media and on the web and on merchandising and everything. Um, but really nice guy, genuine uh, locker room guy, gets along with everybody. You can tell he's a leader uh, in the locker room. He's really matured over his career. I think we drafted him my second year here. So to see him go in that Detroit playoff game, who is this guy? Made that play at the end to being like, oh, we know who this guy is. Where's mm-hmm. you know, it's been awesome, and he's just probably has the most to say of anybody. He's, he does not care. Yeah, you know, you kind of need those guys to give us sound bites and things that we can work with. And he is definitely the guy that consistently day after day gives us stuff to work with. And he really just stepped into that role really this right. year. Like yeah. he's always been a good guy. He's always been, but he's kind of been quiet. Hadn't had a lot to say. And, and this year he really became like the locker room Was guy. He captain on defense. No, I don't, he I don't will think be he's the captain yet. Uh, no, John Lee probably Lee. right. Yeah. But he, he was really the guy that didn't say a whole Crawford lot in the locker room. Captain. Crawford. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Makes more yeah. sense. And this year he just kind of stepped up, and he was the guy that said, "Hey, we need to go hit an mf'er in the mouth," and that's yep. the game they stepped up, and then yeah. the defense really started clicking. So I totally agree with that. Who, who's your yeah. favorite guy, Douglas? Man, it's either Travis or Dak, and probably Dak. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's recorded a bunch of commercial spots in my studio, and a lot of when you've been at covering sports for for many years. You know that the public persona. You never want to meet your idols. Isn't exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's not necessarily who that person is. Um, and really, working here, a lot of the guys have have been pretty cool, no matter what. But uh, yeah, he comes. He comes in my studio, and he's a, he'll be voicing a script, and he'll do something with it that's totally wrong on purpose, just to make sure I'm listening. You know, so he does stuff like that. You know, I, he's just a really good guy. He's the authentic deal. Um, he's from North Louisiana. What do you expect? That, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, as you couldn't ask for a better face of the franchise. I mean, DeMarcus Ware was like that. Yeah. You know? um, he's one of the, the – I won't say the few, but he's one of the guys that lives up to the expectation that – I think he's this, and then he really is better than what you think. Yes, Dak, Dak absolutely. Is everything, one hundred percent, saying this in the bottom of my Everything you want him to be in a starting person to lead your franchise, one hundred percent. Because you followed him to uh, Starkville, okay. right? Uh, Two years ago. That's a story. I'll, I'll give you the short story. So, um, we heard that Dak was going to return to his college, Mississippi State, for the first time since he. Had broken out his rookie year, one rookie of the year, all this stuff. Hadn't even been back. And uh, it was going to be during the spring game for Mississippi State football, but they had a baseball game before it. So we caught wind of that. Uh, Taylor Stern, David Hellman, uh, and Derek organized the trip for us to go out there. They said, hey, come along. We might be able to film some stuff because the the plan was for Dave to do an article, a long-form article about his homecoming, interview some people. Um we show up there. Dak didn't know we were going, and he was kind of confused, like, oh, <laughs> oh what? hi, guys. Hey, guy. You know, <laughs> nice like that. <laughs> and it was very like, oh, no, we didn't. We, we felt awkward about it. But let me just say, he could not have been cooler about it. Uh, welcomed us in, invited us places, um, sat down when we got back for the documentary and released it and promoted it and was so, so cool. So just from a person, leader, on the field, off the field, he's everything that you would want a leader, person, quarterback to be. So 
I think he's going to be here for a long, long time, and I want him to. He, yeah. He's great. You're, you're right. He's great to work You with. don't have to worry about him. No. You know? Yep. If you can get Dak, you're good yep. for, for any kind of thing we're doing. So Yeah. Yep. What about you, William? Um, I mean, I could echo what Kent said because DeMarcus is obviously my guy, yeah. and <clears throat> he's a beast on the field, and he's, he's phenomenal in the locker room and to work with. I mean, I, I have to go in there and talk to these players, win, lose. And he's always good to me. He always makes time to, you know, make sure we get something. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate him for that. But just to talk about somebody different, I'll um, I'll say Leighton, both on and off the field. You know, for me, like last year was my first year. So, like, this is my first time now kind of comfortable in my role and seeing him from day one, from when he came in here on this tour and how he's changed and evolved and matured into a player that a lot of people had a lot of question marks about, you know, as far as like what kind of player he could be and, you know, what kind of person and stuff like that coming from the seven on seven football mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Cause a lot of people weren't happy with that oh, pick for sure. at all. And you could tell, I mean, I talked to him and he definitely had it expressed, you know, some concern or, or some, you know, some feeling about it. I won't say concern, but um, you know, to see him now to get to all the way to the point where I saw him and his family. I mean, we flew on the plane to pro bowl with his, his parents sat in the row right across from me. Uh, to see like all the way from that to that moment there, I mean, it's 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 very impressive to see that you know type of player mature on the field, and you know, obviously now to the point where I think sky's the limit for him. I mean, he can definitely be a leader on that defense with Demarcus and stuff like that going forward. So I'm excited about that, and then he he never says no. Now I grant it, it's, he's a rookie, so he really doesn't <laughs> can't say no. But you know, they we, change, <laughs> they all change. This year, That's I true. mean, if we needed something, Layton. Hey, he would do it. He'd always make time for us. So. I can appreciate that. Yeah. And we take advantage of rookies because we know they will change, but when they're a rookie, they don't know any better. They don't know any better. So we take advantage of them because the most of them, the very next year, (laughs) they go to. Ah, uh, nah, I don't really want to do that. Or nah, I can't. Tomorrow, or, that's yeah. what you get. I, I got to go lift. Uh, yeah, I, I got to lift. Yeah. Film. I got to get treatment. Tomorrow. I got a massage. Treatment. Yeah, yeah, treatment. That callus develops quickly. Got to go yeah. lift. That's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. <laughs> yes. I get, I get that. I fall for that one. I get that a lot. I got to go lift. Was, yeah, you that was a classic Des one. Yeah. You want, like, Des, how much are you lifting, Des? You're a receiver. <laughs> You're pushing anybody. Yeah. Funny. <laughs> got to get those squats. Love Des. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. How did you guys get here? I think that's something people would want to know. Everyone always asks, how did you get in the business? How I want to work for a pro team. How did, how did you guys, cause everybody here has been here for a little while. William's probably the least tenured person, but you've been here for a couple of years. So how did you guys get to where you're at on this kind of journey? Douglas, you're the oldest. Okay. You go first. Yeah, say, well, yeah, and and I've heard you say this on the air before. You talked about uh, how when you get in an organization, you're just willing to do anything and everything to mm-hmm. keep your foot in the door. So as opposed to how I got working for the Cowboys, when I first started working for the Cowboys radio network, I was still a student down at UT Austin, and I had interned for the flagship radio station that the summer – after my sophomore year, I think, or maybe after my freshman year. And I told him, I'll do anything to work game days. I'll drive up from Austin. And so that's what I, they said, okay. And so that's what I ended up doing. I was on the road six hours every Sunday from my sophomore, for my sophomore, junior, senior year in college. And, you know, my GPA probably wasn't as high as it could have been after that. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, that's how I got in is, is, you just kind of do anything that's asked of you. And eventually I got here because Jerry Jones brought the radio network in-house and I had several people, uh, you know, I guess putting in a good word for me. I had already been in touch with Scott Purcell, uh, you know, probably in the six months prior to, to the, the, radio rights coming in-house. He would email me needing a highlight, a radio highlight or something. And so, um, yeah, yeah. When the, basically I'd been a radio network guy for, for, from 92 to 2005. Smooth. And yeah. And when it came in, when it came in house, uh, (laughs) the Cowboys needed somebody to produce commercial spots. And so I came in and did it. Did you work for free? Uh, when you, you I know, never, you know, that like was when you when you drove up all those times. No, no, like when I internship when I, back in the day, where it's like when I oh, first I interned at Channel Eleven when it was Gaylord Broadcasting and it wasn't CBS. Uh, they did not pay me, but at, and I didn't pay. I wasn't paid for my internship at uh, the flagship radio station KBIL, 
that summer. But when I started working uh, as product doing production on game days, they paid me. <laughs> and it was like, I don't know, it was, this was like 1992. Yeah, so my first year was the first Super Bowl year of the 90s. So that was fun, too. Um, and I think they paid me, I don't know, 10 bucks an hour, 15 bucks an hour, which back in 1992, That's big money. that was plenty to cover gas. Minimum wage was like five. I know. Back, or I know. I was just like, wow, okay. Radio business Man. hadn't gotten frugal at that point. No. So yeah. it's way, <laughs> they're probably still paying, they may not be paying 10 bucks an hour in, in 2019. I don't know. Yeah. What about you, William? How'd you get here? Um, so my road's a little bit different. Um, I, um, I had worked for a, a, a number of three and four letter networks before we got here. Um, and honestly, working at those networks, I just, I covered sports, obviously, and I'm just doing a lot of stuff for teams I didn't really care about. So, by four was, letter networks, did you ever work for the Ocho? No. Okay. All right. <laughs> these are major. These are major sport networks. Okay. All right. I don't want to get in trouble and say the wrong thing. Get on the mic. <laughs> um, there you go. There we go. Um, you don't work there anymore. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So working for them, you know, you cut a lot of stuff that you necessarily. Um, you're not a fan of the content all the time. You know, you have you get assignments. Sure. You do things you have to do. And um, I would just always, like, cut my own, like, hypes and stuff for Cowboys. I was a Cowboy fan growing up, been a Cowboy fan my whole life. And um, I just did it for, like, personal enjoyment. I finished my days. I had access to all the videos and stuff like that. So it was e easier than most. <clears throat> and um, I just would cut hypes. And so I put them on the Internet. I put them on, you know, Twitter and Facebook. guys I've been trying to take down for the best. Yeah. Years. Yeah. I, yeah. Was, I was one of those guys. Exactly. <laughs> Shannon knows, too. I know. Look, we've, we've, a, we've had the talks. YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. Uh, Let's just say YouTube pirate. There's so a I'm, lot. No. I'm one of those guys. I'm one of the guys that you want to be that actually made it work. But a lot of people making Cowboys videos um, yeah. in their own time, which Correct. is pretty awesome. Yes, they, right. people do for free in their own time what we do for a job. I definitely did it for free, and I will put in hours well into the night just to do it. It only makes Kent really mad when you use his <laughs> stuff. And pass it off as your own. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. He's no, okay no. with the other yeah. kind of hype. Videos. I'm okay with <laughs> I'm taking raw cuts. We're taking yeah, melts. I'm okay I had with taking melts and making your own yeah. thing, but I'm not cool with let's download hype video from DallasCowboys.com and just put your own branding yeah. to YouTube and put your watermark on it. Yeah, that's yeah, why. I'm not cool with that. That's why. That is. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That's, that's, a, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. That make your own yeah, stuff. I'm, me, I'm, me and Kick talk about it. That's funny. We'll tell I'm seeing. Looks in Kent's eye that I wouldn't want to be on the receiving end. You're bad news media from that, YouTube. That's correct. Um, so, so actually, so I, I cut a hype, and it was really good when it came out. Well, I got a lot of good, you know, traction and stuff on the internet, and players were retweeting. And shout out to Kelsey Charles. She found my video, mm -hmm. and she was just like, "Oh, this is awesome. We got to find a way to get you around." And so she had showed Derek and showed Nick some of my stuff. They reached out. They wanted to see some work. And um, I put together some stuff for him. I actually put together some show opens for some stuff that was already made. I had, like, rebranded some content. You know, I'd already had familiarity with how to do the stuff with all the nature of the work I'd already put in other places. And so I just, you know, kind of put together this little package. They flew me down. We had lunch. Um, and we just kind of talked about some of the things and some visions and ideas. They told me at the time they actually didn't have a spot for me there. And so they were like, do you have any other skill sets? And so... Um, kind of told them some of the other things I was doing, you know, like a blog site with some friends and some stuff like that. And they were like, oh, well, we have a need for some webmaster work. And so it's like kind of get in the door, kind of find your way. And at the time I was like, all right, well, I mean, this is where I wanted to be. I was, you know, getting older in age and stuff. And I wanted to find where I wanted to settle down and stuff like that. And um, here you are, huh? opportunity presented itself. Everything kind of worked out, you know, and here we are. And as so far, I, I haven't haven't regretted it. You know, it's yeah. been it's been a blast. Kent, you kind of had <laughs> Not a similar path to Douglas, but in a way, you kind of start off as an intern. An insane, different path. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. it's actually, a little different. I actually went to school right out of high school for music and music business, um, and interned while I was in high school uh, locally around some sports stations covering golf tournaments, uh, football games, things like that. Sitting in the truck and taking stats and things like that while I was in high school. And I always did, you know, the sports, the varsity football highlight reel for the team. And I was doing PA announcing for high school. So I was always going to be doing sports, but I was in bands and things like that. So I had kind of two loves. And I was like, which one do I want to pursue? Is it sports or is it music? So right out of high school, I wanted to do music. And so did that, pursued that immediately. Um, took a record contract right when I got into high school. And it was like the first, you know, deal I could get to go out and tour and make records and do that whole thing. Um, 
And then I still had this love for sports. And so. But wait, 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 wait. Let's stop right there. <laughs> you are a former teen band pop music star. Teen Teen. <laughs> teen. Boy band. I mean, we're No, he wasn't really a boy band because he didn't do any dancing no, or anything. No, they were a real band. They were a real band. They were a band. Yeah. Play music. Your lights on, by the way. Man, I've seen Kent. I've looked at some of the videos that his band made. Yeah. And he, he, he came up with ways to do things behind the keyboard. Like he would oh, yeah. kick his yeah. heels so together. Kent, Kent played keyboards. Tell everybody who you played for. They're called Forever the Sickest Kids from Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, rock music. Um, we're pretty active probably from 07 to about 2013, 14 uh, on the scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's what I was doing from 07 to 2011. Okay. It was years I was active doing that. But Douglas is right. When you play, I played piano, keys, and a little guitar. But when you play in keys, you got to do something. Got to think outside the so box. So I was doing handstands on the keyboard. And like, <laughs> I had a guitar at one point. You know, I would do like guitar, guitar flips, and like just got to keep it interesting and fun, you know? Okay. But so I You ever do at, that back there when you're producing? <laughs> Stand up on the yeah. producer board no, and just <laughs> do it with your toes, take your shoes you know, off? Douglas was like the first idea for this podcast. Uh, <laughs> Shannon was like, pitch this podcast. I was like, hey, what if we got all the producers together to talk about you know, the production elements? And Doug's like, we can plug in your keyboard in here. <laughs> yeah. Play. You can little, be the house band. A little like, disappointed. Okay, can't, can't Paul Schaefer. Um, so that's where actually where I started doing music, recording records, um, doing the whole thing, major label, you know, record cycle thing for five, six years. And then I got burned out of that and had a love for sports, wanted to do film too. So I went to film school at TCU who has a sports broadcasting department. And so it was kind of the two things I wanted to do was get a little more attuned to cinema, things like that. And radio, I did radio at TCU, talk radio, things like that. And, and produced a lot of their baseball games for Fox sports Southwest and, um, basketball and got an internship at TCU with FC Dallas, uh, in their marketing department, doing videos, kind of an intern for their web department, uh, in 2012 season, I did that, left that place and saw an internship open up here, an internship with, uh, digital media. It was Ed Cahill's intern. Uh, shout out Ed Cahill. Yeah, shout That's out right. Ed. What up, Ed? What up? I would not be here without Ed. I can say 100% certainty of that, but, um, so applied for that. I already done an internship for school. I didn't really need to do another one. So I applied for that. And the Ed Cahill called me like two days later. This is Ed from the Cowboys. Could you come and talk to us? And I was like, uh, yeah. And then let me check my calendar. <laughs> talk, yeah. Let me check my calendar. Hey, just clear it yeah. And so I, uh, um, I go and talk with Derek and he asks me, well, can you do audio? I was like, yeah, I did, you know, just recorded, you know, I've got, experience with audio. He's like, well, can you do video? He's like, yeah, I can do video. Do you have sports experience? Yes, I do. So it was kind of all these little check marks I had to hit. And he was like, okay, well, I guess I can't say no, Ed. Good luck. (laughs) And and Ed took me and like, took me under his wing and showed me all this stuff, especially with the website and with getting these things online and the podcast, the whole, how this thing worked. He really took me under his wing. Yeah. You were uh, his shadow. I was his shadow. You were like, yeah, at his hip. Right. All the time. Every I, that's all I remember. Oh yeah, got you at at the beginning. Is, he, man, he was yeah. so gracious in in doing that and bringing me on board. Um, but it was one of those things where on my resume he saw my band on there and he was like, I had seen you guys play in Seattle when I lived in Seattle and wow. he called me. Oh, so I didn't know like, that. That's oh, cool. Yeah, it was like a weird legit. reason that somehow the band led to this in a in a weird way. But uh, all that to say. Over the years, yeah, I've done the podcast and then kind of did a couple of videos here and there and um, have kind of stayed afloat through various means uh, throughout the Cowboys. But it's a very weird road. I understand that. And I get people, I'm sure you guys get them all the yeah, time, messaging time. you, LinkedIn, they'll yeah. email you out of nowhere. Hey, you know, just wondering what I can do to get in your your kind of job or what school I can go to. I'm like, you know what? I wish I could give you an answer, but there's not one. You just yeah, got to know. No you got to meet somebody that knows somebody. That knows somebody that knows somebody. Just keep <laughs> What song is that? Oh, DMX? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ludacris. Ludacris. Didn't he um, just get out of jail? <coughs> no, no. DMX did know. just get out of jail. Yeah, okay. No, I'm not a DMX follower, but I should be, I guess. 
Um, but you're right. Yeah, we, no, all all, we all took weird roads. We all took weird roads, and there's not one way to do it. There's no, hey, you take this class, and you go to, and then you get a job in the NFL. Really, if no. you want to do it, you've got to put in. Uh, we just had a guy named Max who worked for us for two months, mm-hmm. and he got a, a another offer to go to Memphis to uh, work with the minor league baseball team full time. And those are the types of things you have to do if you want to be in this business. You've got to go do. Um, you know, minor league baseball for a couple yeah. of years. A lot of, you know, Lindsey Cash was in Abilene, Texas for yeah. a couple of years. You know, there's there's kind of like a – I interned for a few years. Yeah. William has done multiple jobs, jobs. Yes, for, yeah. for free. You're talking about not even getting yeah. paid a lot of the times. Um, you just gotta, kind of got to have to show that you, you want to do it, you have to be and dedicated. then you'll get pay, get paid money. Yeah, it takes, it takes a certain level of dedication. Yeah. Now, don't let Kent get you excited because sports <laughs> does not pay a yeah, lot I'm of money. I'm not talking yeah. money, money. They no. pay you money, but not... It's technically money. You will money. never be wealthy working no, in sports. The guys that are wealthy are in the locker room yep. on that's the right. squad. And up on the fourth floor. Yes. Yeah. And that's and, about it. Yes. And the turnover is slow. Very slow. <laughs> Especially here. Yeah, so yeah. Kent, yeah, yeah. Kent, I'm going to yeah. use you as, I don't know if you know this, but I use you as a as a uh, kind of a success. No, six, like a success story. So, oh, good. I when, was going to say <laughs> as an example of what not to what do. not to do. You. Yeah. So Ed Cahill now is the head of digital for Orlando Soccer Club. So he left and, and took that role. Mm-hmm. And when he as he was leaving, he kept telling Derek, "Hey, this guy's going to be really good. He's he's already better than me. He's going to be great." And and we're we're you know. We know Ed's on the way out. Very skeptical from what they do. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So there's no way we don't see what you're seeing, but okay. Right. Ed's on the way out, so we're interviewing for Ed's position, and Kent's, you know, just kind of around and you know just doing intern things, kind of doing learning Ed stuff. Well, we go to lunch one day, and we're talking about the history of the uniform. And in Valley Ranch, there were all these cabinets that had like the evolution of the uniform. We're talking about it, and like a day later, Kent Kent sends I think Nick or or Derek or Nick and Derek, he sends them this video and it's this, I think two, three minute video. And the funny part was Kent puts himself on camera (laughs) and he's talking and he like has a microphone and he's, and he narrates the whole video (laughs) and like, we're looking at it and, you know, kind of chuckling and like he put himself on camera and that's what we kept getting caught up on. And then we start watching this video and we're like, you know what? Wait a minute. The video's, you cut Ken out. It's not. It's, not, it's actually good. Cut what, Ken's what? face out of it, and wow. it's actually a pretty good video. Says this guy. Were you modeling and, the jerseys? No, no. He actually had a throwback Dallas Cowboys sweatshirt. It's literally okay. like one of those things where it would have been. I was only in it for like two seconds at the beginning because mm-hmm. it would have been weird if it just opened with me like doing a voiceover oh uh, the way i remember it, you were in there for like a solid no, minute and a half no. <laughs> it, trust me it was like a that's first, the story first it was like Can hi i'm kent garrison and here the show that's like i'm one. kent garrison and here's the history of the uniform like that was it and then it cuts to all b-roll and like mm-hmm. narration at that point so the moral yeah. of the story is i do remember that we were like you know, we were kind of making fun that Kent, like this intern, went out and put himself on camera whenever hardly anybody at the time. Now, every now, I was all told the, promptly, don't ever put yourself on camera again. All the, <laughs> don't yeah. like well, all of our staff now are on camera at some point. It's, the evolution of, of this job, our jobs have changed, but at the time, it was like, oh my god, he put himself on camera. And then we started looking at the video. And we're like, this is actually pretty good if you take that out. So what it showed was is. St- <laughs> You've never heard this? I've never heard that. If we took him yeah. out of it, no, no, I don't. I don't, I don't know if you've heard the story. I've heard it. A few I times. embellished. I, I probably embellished a little bit. I'm probably no, dr- dramatizing hey. this. Let me get through this. Hang on, hang on. Okay, this is a good thing. Okay. So, what I always tell everybody is, hey, Kent heard something. He heard us discuss something, and he went and did something. He didn't sit back. He didn't go ask for permission. He went and did it, and said, hey, I went and did this. And it wound up being really good, and it was like showed initiative. It showed like he didn't have to ask permission to go do something. He just heard something, put something together, and went and did it. And I was like, "Go do that. Go be Kent." And it, and look what it look where he's where he's at now. He produced our finished this fight video series wow. two years ago. He went and shot a documentary. He didn't. Wow. He didn't go to all these classes. He taught himself how to do all this I stuff. Did. So, I was self taught. Yeah, that's one thing too. There's not a lot of technical training for what we do because mm-hmm. there's so many different levels to running a you know a live tv show versus editing a video that's for later you know mm-hmm. there's so many different things 
There's not one degree you can get for all of it. So yeah, you got to be self-taught, self-motivated. You got to come in here. You got to grind for, like I said, for if a minor league baseball team says you can come run our scoreboard this year, but you really want to break into sports, go do it. Yep. Do it for free. Shake somebody's hand. Go meet the local beat writers in your scene. Yep. Get on Twitter. Start following and messaging and interacting with these people. You can really do it. Um, I was in a band on a tour bus, literally laying there saying, I can't believe I never have to A, go to school again or B, work again in my life. Like I was at that point where I could have just ridden that wave, you know, mm -hmm. but then I was like, no, I kind of want to do, see if I can do it. You know, it's yeah. one of those, can you see you can do it? And here I am because I, I w literally worked for free for a year. So if you're able to do that, like sleep on a relative's couch, the ground is I, real, I did man. that, yeah. the grind is, the grind real. is real. You got to do what you can. <laughs> And you can be here if you have the initiative and the skills required. And you, all right, I got to cut yeah. you off because we got to get out of here. Yeah. And I want to get one more point, one okay. more question in before we go. The moral of the story is: do like Ken and just go do something. Don't wait on somebody to bring you something. Sure. Real quick, we've got a couple of minutes before we got to start another podcast. Hmm? I got to go behind the wall. What do you guys think about the Kellen Moore hiring? I'm wow. excited. We only have three minutes. For yeah, that I was going to say we got a couple <laughs> seconds. We have yeah, about 45 sure, seconds apiece. I'm excited to see something new. I mean, he's new. He's never done it before. He's young, and I think the the youth movement has been working so far. I thought Mark was successful. I like Rashard a lot. What he's been doing for the defense. So I'm excited to see what he can do. I'm 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 willing to give him a fair chance, unlike some people out there are. I think a lot of people. I'm, I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged to say this. I mean, I, I've spent time and talked to him, but I'm excited. Yeah, it it's so it's so far beyond. What I could know, you know, I don't know how things go behind the scenes back there, mm -hmm. but um, I, you know, I trust it because, I mean, when they hired Jason Garrett, you know, the, Mike Tomlin had just been a very young, successful head coach, but there weren't a bunch of them. I mean, Jason Garrett was one of those guys who was a pretty young guy to be a head coach. Um, and so for them to give a chance to Kellen Moore, they see something. I just trust that they know what they're doing. Trust the process. Huh? Yeah, yeah. No, he um, – yeah, I was listening to the show earlier, and, you know, Hellman was talking about – or maybe it was a tweet. Um, it might have been Rob. Uh, that, you know, Dak is one of the biggest advocates for uh, Kellen Moore. Yeah. You know, and uh, – but I think there there can't just be one advocate. There there got to be a lot of people who have seen something right. to take to take a guy with his experience that seems limited and just give it to him. Yep. Everyone over I, there believes. So I trust that. Okay. So Kent, real quick. Yeah. Um, let's see, man. Let's go. You know, that's was wow. kind of my attitude. Um, head coach is the same. Personnel is pretty much going to be the same. Um, you never know. This guy could be the answer. And if he's not the answer, he won't be here next year. So we'll find out real fast if it's not going to work. Uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, Sean McVay had experience as an OC before he got the head coaching. But when he when they made that hire, they're like, who is this guy? Yeah. What has he done? You know, so young, whatever. Um, now look at him. They're playing the Super Bowl in four days. So I don't know if he's the answer, but we'll find out, I guess. is. But I'm not against the hire. I'm not. I'm not against it, but... Not let's wait and see. We'll wait and see. Yeah. yeah, I guess that's all you can really do at this point. Yep. Beam, you you, you want to jump in on that one before we yeah, get out of here? Guy, there's a there's one real quick. A lot of people don't talk about this, but there's a guy by the name of Dow Loggins. Okay, and he's he's actually the offensive coordinator right now at the New York Jets. He worked here for the Cowboys probably about a good ten uh, about eight years ago. Okay, the guy's about <laughs> four foot, uh, maybe five three. Not really a big guy. We used to call him spreadsheet because that's all I used to do is spreadsheet for the scouting department. He became and he was and he was a college quarterback. How do you like to have that name? Spreadsheet. <laughs> we call him spreadsheet. All spreadsheet. Spreadsheet. We call him spreadsheet. But anyways, so this is a guy who who didn't really want to be in the scouting department. He wanted to be a, a coach someday. And to be honest with you, he's followed around um, Gase for around to all his coaching jobs. And at one point, Chicago, he was the OC, he was a quarterback coach, became the OC at Chicago. And he, and Gase wanted to take him to be his OC, but John Fox is like, no, 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 I, I this guy's good. I, I, I want to keep this guy. And he's, he's been the uh, offense coordinator for um, like three different teams now. And he's about to be the one for the New York Jets. So, I mean, mm -hmm. and, and you couldn't pick him out of a grocery store, to be honest with you. He's not like this. You know, he's a little, little kind of guy, and I mean, he he has the, um, 
he has what it takes to be like a, a offensive coordinator league, and that's what Kellen Moore could be. Could be. And, you know, Tony Romo wasn't Tony Romo until he got a chance to do it. Yeah. So you never know. So I'm with you. Let's let's see what happens. And maybe some of the fans that don't like this move are right. Maybe, hopefully they're wrong. And, you know, you didn't know you had Dak until yeah. exactly. three people in front of him got hurt. Give him yeah. a fair let's chance. give him a shot. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Yeah. So. Well, guys, this has been fun. It was so much fun. We didn't even take a break, yeah, and we, we still didn't. went over. So that was good. Yeah, was good. I enjoyed it. I, I Thank enjoyed you it. for good staying. Times. Thank you, Shannon, and fighting through your oh, Fred. anything for you guys. Anything Aww. for you guys. Hand me that light saw can on the way out because I have to move to that side of the table. So. Oh yeah, that's right. You move. Yeah. Well, thanks, Kent. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yep, Douglas. Thank you. Thank you, William. Chris Bean behind the wall. Probably thanks for uh, doing an impromptu. Uh, producing job for us hell of a job by the way beam yes thank you good job i would have Appreciate been interested it. to see how you took us in and out of commercial breaks but also I, I can do it I, I he still punched the big button and kent punched the button still punched the button thanks for do doing it. that thank you great intro great music great times here on the producers we'll catch you next time peace This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this,